Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA. MLB and college hoops do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098, and we'll give you more. Talking sports. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray, tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and it is not your typical Friday. We've got tons of holidays, tons of sports, and uh, tons of chilly weather. So give us a call, 718-664-9098, like always, rayandtaytoday.com, rayandtaytoday at gmail.com, Twitter, all the social sites. Ray, before we get to the Christmas Day games and, and NFL Week 16, let's go around the sports world. There's a lot of little tidbits and stuff, starting with a play on words, not curious, George, but Furious George. George Carl, I guess, has his new book and I guess had some interesting and some might say not nice or some might say introspective statements about other people like J.R. Carmelo and Kenyon Martin and made comments about, you know, two of them not having a dad and then J.R. dad babying him. I don't know. What's your thought on this? Because to me, I'm kind of like, why are you talking about former players in the first place like that in a negative way. What do you think? I don't know what you heard. And what, what are your thoughts about George Carl, who, so you know, can read be a little. Firsthand, but I just feel like what happens between a coach and a player just stays there. It's like locker room talk, you know. Yeah. Even if you think they're terrible professionals and you think that they don't, you know, play the way you'd like them to play and you know you're coming up from the Carolina Dean Smith background and you don't think that that these people follow that methodology that you came up through and that's how you learn basketball so what just let it go it was in the past you're retired so they're still ago, playing too. what are you Let's talking about why why what's the point what's the point of besmirching somebody, besmirch, say that ten times. What's the exactly. point, right? Why, why? What What do you get out of it? What do you get out of it? Even if you're 100% you right and they're 100% wrong. Do you think it's just sell books, though? Why? I don't think so. Day. He doesn't seem like the guy. He's more on principle. I would think he's not about a making a couple million more books. He's more about setting the game right. And the, bas- the game of basketball and professional sports should be set on a – you know, on the straight well, and narrow. Well, don't you think his book would say something about DeMarcus Cousins? You're going all the way back to Denver. Like, that's what was bizarre to me, if you want to be honest. But on top of it, I saw Kenyon Martin on a couple shows today, and he was on the herd, and he said, look, George Carl was very arrogant. He never spoke to any of the players in the locker room. He's like, you talk to Byron Scott, Lawrence Frank, Bob Huggins, they all love me, and I had great relationships with them. He was like, George Carl never tried to get to know me. He said, that's the problem, and he's like, and I take offense to it because i got to tell you, I came from a single mother who I think did a great job, and I think he's right, and I think George Carl is out of pocket here. You know what I mean? I think he's really out of pocket, and it's just a weird situation to me. I, I, you're right. I kind of don't get it, and you're right, between a coach and a player, 
it should be whatever. But George Carl, you know, look, we could say whatever we want, but I don't know. He had an interesting coaching career. I don't know where we would put it or rank it, but, you know, we both know there were some mistakes in, with Seattle, especially in that championship against the Bulls. I don't know about the issues at Denver, but, you know, hey, it's uh, it is what it is. It didn't have the Christmas spirit. How about that? <laughs> yeah, and it's unfortunate that between this book and the last leg of his career in yeah, Sacramento, really... that that's how George Carl goes out. Yeah, not not looking too classy. That's a that's a great point. So speaking of not so classy, but we got to talk about second chances. We've got Duke and we've got Oklahoma. Um, first with Duke, Ray, I, I guess I don't know if I blame Coach K or Grayson Allen because once it's a conversation, twice it's, you know, a sit down or, you know, taking some playing time away, something. A third time, now he's suspended indefinitely. We both played some levels of different basketball I've never tripped another player intentionally on the court. Like, that's so below, I don't care, you know, his passion. I hate when people use that because you know how to play the game. It's not passion. It's dirty. And I also, like Draymond, never kicked anybody in the ding-ding. So, to me, I don't – I'm not down with Grayson. And I don't know if you saw on the sideline afterwards he's throwing a temper tantrum. I mean, you know, this is like just straight-up spoiled brat stuff. Is this just you label this a spoiled millennial or what? You know, I don't know him that well. I mean, uh, just from on the court, right? I haven't seen any E60s on him or anything like that. But I know it's a shame because this guy was a first-team All-American. And, frankly, Luke Kennard has taken over that team in terms of the scoring Mm -hmm. that Grayson Allen was doing. So they don't even need him. That's the crazy part. If all these freshmen come back, they could be fine. Oh, yeah, is back. Tatum looks good. Right and 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 uh, Jeter and all these guys. Mm-hmm. So here, so the thing is, in his nature, apparently, you know, I don't think it comes from a bad place. I don't think he's a bad kid. I mean, from what I read, but I think it's just, I, I don't know if it's being spoiled, if it's just getting his way, if it's just the way he kind of reacts to to, to stress and pressure and, and the height of competition. But it's unacceptable and. You only do it once, and you're at the college level, right? This is not Draymond Green. Yeah, this ain't JV. (laughs) Steve Kerr can't only tell Draymond Green so much, right? Draymond Green's a grown man. He's a professional. It's his contract. It's whatever. He's an all-star. This is college. Well, and let's be fair, Draymond does all the dirty work for the Warriors and takes a lot of punishment as well. He's playing forward and center sometimes at like six, six and a half, six, seven. He's like a Barkley almost. So no, fair you enough. can forgive and, and a little exactly, bit more there. That's exactly yeah. fits into my argument, which is you're the pretty boy scorer on this team, and you can't do the People hate Duke to begin with. So why would you <laughs> give them more incentive to hate Duke, right? This is terrible. And, and, and I blame both. First, I blame Allen, right? You're a grown, you know, you're 20 right, years right. old. You, you, you control your own activity. But Krzyzewski let this go. He gave him too big of a leash. I mean, they looked the right. other way twice on this. And it's like, really, that's just not – and, you know, Krzyzewski's one of these guys that plays the right way and coaches the right way and has his kids, you know, strive to be – you know, the, he recruits great athletes, but you've never known his program to be dirty. But 
you know, Christian oh, later man. stomped on, uh, you know, remember in 91, oh, st- they were saying oh, yeah. he should have been suspended. Now, again, I don't think Krzyzewski, Krzyzewski promotes that, but he recruits that type of person, the person that's on the edge, the person that will give it his all, and and they go past the edge. And so Krzyzewski's got to say, look, there's a way to do that, and what you've done is unacceptable. And he should have nipped it first time. First time it happened, be like, Grayson, this can't happen again. Be as competitive as you want. Be as tough-nosed as you want. Be all those you know, adjectives. You don't do that. Be That's not how we be. do it here. That's not how we You're play right. ball at Duke. I wonder how games is it five? Like what's what's culture? You know what I mean? In my mind, does he miss a conference game or two? You know, maybe he should. I don't know. I mean, it, look, I just think for the kid, he needs to sit and just breathe for a minute because. He's he's really starting to lose it, and guess what? GMs and scouts are like, uh, I don't want this kid on on the end of my roster. You know what I mean? Because he's not a star, right? If he makes the NBA, it's going to be from nine to thirteen. Uh, if he's that unstable, I don't want him on my roster. I really don't. You know what I mean? So he's he's got to think he about himself. his future. He hurt himself if he for wants sure. To. Oh, he definitely had. So speaking of potentially hurting himself. We know about Joe Mixon years ago in terms of the incident where he hit the young lady and she said whatever at him. The video just came out, right? And, you know, like you always say that, you know, with Ray Rice, he has no second chance because of that video. And, you know, Mixon already kind of served his time, kind of a red shirt year. But he's got two years left. He had a press conference today. He apologized to the woman. Multiple times, this and that. I think he's already had the scarlet letter at Oklahoma, so it's not necessary to retrial the kid. But do you think he's forced to go back to Oklahoma because the video just came? He cannot now enter the draft because people won't really touch him. Do you think he's got to basically play one more year at Oklahoma? He has two years of eligibility. The kid is a stud, right? But, you know, with the running back draft, it's kind of good this year. It's not like he's going to crack the top three or four running backs with Cook, Fernando, and McCaffrey. Do you think whether he has a good sugar ball or not, do you think he's forced to go back just because of the video being released? You know, if you didn't have to sit out a year, I would say the best thing for him to do is to transfer and just play a year somewhere else. But he won't do that, right? He won't go into the NFL. Well, he's fine at Oklahoma. Years. So Oklahoma's not suspending him because he already, he already, you know, he, he already paid it for his, his, his transgressions there. So he's he's playing next year. If he goes back to Oklahoma, it's not like he's got to leave, you know. Yeah, but don't you think that people are going to look at him differently, just like they did Ray Rice? When you see video, that's yeah. Just, you know what I mean? When no, when when you hear about something, it can sound terrible, but when you see it. You know, you don't think that everywhere in the Big Ten they're going to uh, try to – Big 12, sorry, they're going to try and rattle him. And, and even in Oklahoma, the, the fans might turn on him. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I would say that, uh, you know, maybe the right thing to do for him is to just go pro. Mm. That's interesting. I almost feel like he's got to stay at Oklahoma, almost take take whatever – and let it fuel him to have an All-American potential Heisman season next year 
and and then go to the draft and be like a top second, you know, maybe second round pick, third round pick. Because I think the kid's got the talent. I mean, who knows how he could explode. He could be a first round pick. But do you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, I could see him staying back. And then last but not least, before we get to the the meat of everything, the Cleveland Indians. Now, I threw this out there on Twitter, but the I, do you think we've talked about the NBA being a repeat, and we'll get to Christmas Day with that, but do you think baseball could be a repeat of the Indians and Cubs? We know what the Red Sox have done, and they also just moved uh, your boy Buckholz finally got rid of him. But do you think with the Indians signing Edwin and Carcion and then getting all the guys back that we mentioned, three years, $60 million with another uh, team option for the fourth year, what do you think about the deal, and do you think the Indians-Cubs could be headed for a rematch? Why not? I mean, if you think about it, they're adding Encarnacion and Brantley, essentially, because he was hurt Basically. the whole year. Plus that, uh, Tar- what, Tarasco. Yeah, and the pitching staff mm-hmm. is going to be healthy this year, right, because they lost two or three pitchers. Yeah, and Miller for the whole year. And Andrew Miller for the good. whole year. I mean, that's really fantastic. Good. If you think about it, look, the Red Sox got better, so they'll definitely be yeah. there. Uh Toronto definitely got worse. So you're yep. thinking you're taking away from one playoff team. Texas may have overachieved. If you look at their roster, they're not that good. And so looking at looking at yourself in the mirror, you say to yourself, we've got every right as a Cleveland Indians fan to say we're the best team, maybe us and the Red Sox, the best two teams in the American League. Why not? Yeah. I mean, the Yankees are young. We don't know if if they're – Transition to a youth, you know, to the youth movement. We're yeah. probably two, three years away as Yankee fans. And maybe the Astros turn it back around, and the Mariners. We're not sure. They both are on that cutting edge, you know. Of you're like, oh, maybe, but you're not sure. We got to see how those two, you know, look this year too. But I, I think it's a two-team race in AL. I think you're right. I, I got to think that not only is it a two-team race, but you, you, you know that you know how to win. And that was one of the issues with the Cleveland teams in all sports, <laughs> that they didn't know how to win win at all. But to go to the finals, to go to the World Series, to be competitive in that World Series, when some people, even myself, were predicting 4-1, you know, some people were sweep, they could have won that World Series. They easily could have won the World Series. And that game, seven, could have gone either way. And they had that furious comeback in the eighth. So, Every reason to think, and just like Cleveland, just like Chicago thinks they're. Do you like him in that lineup? Do you like him in that ballpark? I think I think it's a perfect fit, actually. I mean, I like Edwin Encarnacion in every ballpark. Anywhere. <laughs> you know, Anywhere. He's, he's nice. I would have liked he's him in the Bronx nice. a lot better, Ray. <laughs> I would have liked I'm him in the Bronx. Saying. That's true. But oh, you got to figure he boosts that middle of that lineup. And like I said, you're getting Brantley back to an MVP candidate. So you got two MVP, you know, candidates right there in the middle of your lineup. All right, before we get to football, let's knock this out real quick. Christmas Day, the big game. Now, I think the Knicks can beat the the the, the um, Celtics and, you know, the Spurs will win. I didn't realize Blake Griffin was out so much. Chris Paul got banged up the other night. Minnesota OKC might be sneaky entertaining. But, Ray, it's all about the Warriors and Cavs. J.R. Smith is now going to be out for three months. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, that's all the finger. That's crazy. So what do you think? I mean, we, we both have our picks for the season. 
but in Cleveland, Christmas, ABC, what's going to happen? Because this is going to be. You know, I want to see this in June, but we'll we'll take it in December. Oh, it's a treat! It's a treat! It's a Christmas treat! treat. It's definitely a treat, and I think most teams will take it pretty seriously. But ultimately, losing J.R. Smith, I think, hurts. And yeah. you need firepower, to, especially mid-season, right? When, when the defense, you don't really clamp down the defense mid-season. I think you're going to have to outscore the Warriors, and I don't think they can. I think the Warriors are just going to have too much. And if the Warriors, unless the Warriors have a terrible shooting night, I think they win. I think they win in a shootout, let's say in the 110s. I think they win like 115, 107. They'll just, they'll just be up and down the court. I totally agree. I, I'm saying 111, like 103, 104, because JR also plays good defense, and I think people forget about that sometimes. And Shumpert's shot is so inconsistent. And even though Shumpert plays pretty good defense, not so much on the 2-3. He's better more on the point guard. He's a little light for Clay Thompson. Clay is stronger than him. JR is big like Clay, and JR can play the two. He could stick a little bit of the, you know, good dollars, whoever, you know. So I, I think that uh, Cleveland is definitely going to miss him. So I'm going to go with the Warriors, too. But either way, Christmas Day, everybody tune it in, uh, 2.30, on ABC should be fun. We'll look forward for our Knicks and see if uh, Russell scores 50 or anything crazy. But let's get to the NFL, man. We'll, we'll preview these, uh, you know, top games. Real quick, uh, kind of disappointed in the Giants. They're not so tough on the road. You you know, it was a rivalry game, but, you know, the Eagles don't have much to play for. I know Lane Johnson came back. What did you think about Eli and um, – I don't know, Odell's temper tantrum, not temper tantrum, let me not say that, that's not fair, but to kind of look at me, I'm in the tunnel banging my head, and I I care so much, I, I feel like, stop it, it's that's old, old being old, you know, that's yeah. old being old, no, <laughs> and you know, he's beast, and Eli is actually, Eli's getting old fast, I don't know if you're noticing this, He they uh, heard a stat today on the road, He's averaging barely six yards per uh, completion and attempt or whatever down the field. So, and his accuracy is decreasing, you know, twenty yards down the field. So, Eli's not really doing it with all the talent that he has. You concerned? And the Cowboys clinch. Congratulations, your Cowboys. Well, the Cowboys clinch. We'll talk about what do the Cowboys do. You start playing Tony Romo. You start sitting. Elliot, you start sitting some of these Des Bryant. I think you play. I think you play through. I think you play through. Because I think remember, you play through and, too, but I think you Romo. Wade Phillips was the coach, and they 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 started to sit guys, and then the Giants went there and smacked them. But I think you give Romo first team snaps. I mean, at least in the third or fourth quarter, you get him ready. Really? You've got to get some game reps, especially because you're going to have a week off anyway. So. They might not play him at all, and maybe they get Sanchez ready. You got to get somebody ready, and I would rather have (laughs) Romo. If you're gonna, if you're like you say, if you're just all in, because you got to figure the next three weeks are meaningless. That's a long time. Your next meaningful game is in a month. That's a long time. No, I would. I wouldn't keep the guys. I wouldn't sit Dak, but I surely would definitely. I'd let Romo play the second half of Week 17. And I might even get, you know, him and Sanchez in at some point, both, you know, these last two weeks. 
we'll see how it is. So Adrian Peterson is not playing. Luke Kuechly might not be playing. Let's look at some of these games that still have serious. I mean, look, the Panthers don't really have a shot. Do you think they beat the Falcons just because pride or Julio coming back? Is that going to be enough for them? Falcons are favored by two and a half. Oh, this is this is a tough one because these Panthers. They showed up big Monday night. They did, and you don't want to count them out. But on a short week, I think I'm going to have to go with Atlanta. I think they're going to be too tough. They need this game. The NFC is wide open. You know, I never thought the Giants were going to win, but here's the ironic part. The Giants may end up, it's possible, that they end up with the second-best record in the NFC, and they're the fifth seed. That's crazy. Because the minute you're not the first seed, yeah. yeah, the minute you're not the first seed, you fall all the way to five. And so, yeah. in some ways, to me, you were talking about the Giants before the the game. I didn't even think it mattered that much because they're going to be the fifth seed. I mean, it was, the Cowboys would have to have a major collapse. The question is, can they go win in Green Bay? Can he win a shootout against Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay Wild Card Weekend? And I don't think he like him. Really? You think he's too old? Because I mean, look, it? Ray, they have to throw the ball sixty times a game. That's absurd. There's, there's no running true. game. If you don't get Jennings and Paul Perkins, the rock, real rock from the rock, and let's be honest, the Giants' offensive line has not been great. I don't know how they beat Green Bay, especially with the way Montgomery's playing now and Aaron Rodgers is, is you know, he gave you another relax and running the, running the table. I think the Panthers are going to win. I'll take the Panthers. Miami against Buffalo, what do you got? Interesting. Miami game. needs the game more. I think uh... – Miami needs to get more for playoff, but Buffalo is going to implode. So I'm actually going with the Bills. I think there's going to be terrible weather, and I just think that plays into the Bills' hands. I also think – I don't know if they can stop Shady, and I think Tyrod is still trying to prove himself, and I think he's going to play good, and Matt Moore might not be enough on the road in Buffalo. Um Although he really is a backup as you'd you'd see in the NFL. No, no, he's solid. He's solid. He's solid. Just a real quick, do the do the Browns basically lose to the Chargers and Steelers and go 0-16? Could, could, could they possibly win this game? I don't think they could beat the Steelers. I don't week, think they could beat the Steelers. Beat the, Chargers? the Steelers are going to need that game for the playoffs. I think the Chargers could be beaten. Even though the Chargers were winning games, they were down in every game in the fourth quarter. So, so this uh, or they the were up, hope. and then they lost some games. And So Chargers are beatable. I, I think they actually win this game outright. The Browns? You think they get the, the win? Brown. One, one and 14. 14. Well, one, one and 14, 14 and then they'll lose the, the, the next week. Yeah. I'm going to say 0-16. Oh I don't think they yeah. get it. I don't think they get it. So, <clears throat> I'm sure we both have the Titans taking care of business and beating Jacksonville. I guess the question is this one. The Colts at the Raiders, because the Colts are still fighting to be in that mix for the division, and the Raiders – they can, you know, they can't really clinch. Put it like this: they need Denver to beat KC. But do you think they the Colts? Do they win this game? Derek Carr has not looked great. Maybe it's another week out, and he's, you know, in the warm weather. Three and a half points. What do you think? This is a tough one. Historically, I would say the Raiders lose the game. This year's Raiders team might win the game, even though they're not great at home. They're just okay at home. They're actually playing much better on the road. Uh, I was just put it on the Vikings. That was crazy. 
And I'm going to say the Colts do the same here. I don't know that they put it on them, but I'm going to say they play well. And their backs are to the wall, and they have, look, at the end of the day, they have the best player on the field, right? Uh, Oakland might have the next 10. (laughs) But but I still think Andrew Lug, because the you know, he's playing the most important position in potentially in all the sports, maybe starting pitchers or goalie in hockey, yeah. but it's certainly in football. <laughs> he is the best player on the field, and I think they find a way. I really do. I think that the, the uh, injury to Carr and the injury to Crabtree kind of derailed them a little bit. They were humming. They were humming. And so last yeah. few weeks, where's Amari Cooper been? Cooper, where's been, yeah, Michael Crabtree been? Derek Carr's banged up. Now, I think they'll be fine. I think that they're going to the playoffs and they're doing their thing. But I just feel the, the Colts are ready. The Colts are ready to, to, to make that AFC South a, a battle. I think Oakland wins a shootout, maybe like 31-27. Bengals, Saturday night. All these games are tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, not Sunday. Saturday night on NFL Network, the Bengals at the Texans. This is only huge because of what the Texans need, and I don't know if the Bengals can save Marvin Lewis's job, but they've played better. A.J. Green is back. I say the Bengals win this one. Even though I like Savage, and I think he's going to play well, and Jadavion's on fire, I think the Bengals go into Houston and win. Jadavion in the Pro Bowl. Oh, yeah. You see, the Raiders and Falcons had the most teams, most uh, players. I saw that, that. Kind yeah. Of yeah. And Dak and Ezekiel. No Drew Brees, no Stafford. But, you know, these things happen. You only take three guys, so no big deal. What do you, you think? You know what? Texas- oh, the Cincinnati team is, is, is uh, killing me. But I'll go with you. I'll say Cincinnati wins the game. I say that – even though Marvin Lewis will get fired, I think his team will play well for him down the stretch, and they'll try to show that, you know, it was injuries and it was some bad breaks, but they're not that bad a team. This was a team that people considered included. Oh, that still tough, right? To, yeah, I mean, they, they, yeah, they should be able to contend for the whole AFC. So I think the, I think the Bungles go in there and trip up Houston, making the AFC South a mess. Oh, yeah. Well, just making it a clear path for the Titans. Now, my Pittsburgh Steelers are favored five and a half over the Ravens. This is for the division. This is the loser could potentially be out, but if Buffalo beats Miami and Kansas City beats Denver, the loser still could get a wild card. Who do you think wins? What do you got? Oof, what a game. We thought that Denver was the class This is of Christmas the Day, 4.30 on NFL Network. This is Kansas City's a hard place to play. Kansas City got snake No, no, Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Sorry, Pittsburgh. Well, you know, it's funny because I had both of those divisional rivalries you know, on my mind. Uh, oh, yeah. That one's next. Baltimore, Flacco just bought his offensive lineman. By the way, did you think mm-hmm. Elliott bought his offensive lineman like – SUV, not SUVs, but like uh, uh, those off-road vehicles, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Wait, nothing compared through. to Russell Wilson. Did you hear what Russell just did? No. What did he do? He bought the whole organization, 130 people, two round-trip tickets to anywhere, anywhere, and signed got, a 20 million dollar deal. So he's got some. And and and, and, and I forgot. And somebody else got the whole offensive line curve TVs. I think that was Matthew Stafford, or something like that. Although the curve TV is going out now, so but I still think it's nice. 
55-inch curved TVs. I don't know who did that. It might have been Matthew Stafford, but interesting. Nice. All right. What do you got? You got my – I don't say Pittsburgh's too much, too much. Uh, Baltimore, you know, they've picked it up recently. And and remember, they fired their offensive coordinator four games into the season. I think Flacco feels better about him him and his posse that he's – well, I don't want to use that negatively because I want LeBron to get mad at me. (laughs) But (laughs) – You know what I mean? Uh, his 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 collection of receivers, uh, but I think Pittsburgh's too much. Pittsburgh is humming. Uh, Bell was stopped yeah. last week. I don't think two weeks in a row that you can hold Le- uh, Le'Veon Bell down. And I just think Pittsburgh at home needs this game. They're the arch rivals are coming to town. Baltimore needs it too, but oh yeah. Too much. I don't think too we cover the Steelers. spread five and a half. I think the Steelers win like something weird, like twenty five, twenty two. You know, I think it's going to be close. Now, the other big rivalry, the one you were thinking about, this is uh, Sunday Night Football, NBC. Al Michaels will be back in the booth. The Broncos at the Chiefs. Can the Chiefs do it, Ray? Four and a half. Four and a half is a lot of points because this is a Chiefs team that can't really score. So even though Denver can't score either, I don't think the Chiefs are running away with this game. So the Chiefs need defense and to create turnovers. By the way, sounds a lot like the formula for Denver. So I think it's going to be a very close game. Ultimately, it might come down to the fact that Alex Smith is a little bit better than anybody Denver can put out there, and Denver really hasn't established themselves themselves in the running game this year. So I'll say, yeah, I'll say, uh, can Denver win this game? I'll say Denver wins the game. I say they, they win the game on a defensive turnover and two in a row at home for Kansas City losing. I'll say they went in a crazy low scoring game, 17-16. You know, it's very fascinating you said that in that score, but I think Denver could have won this if the Chiefs had beaten the Titans last week, but because the Chiefs just lost to the Titans, I think it's going to be, this team is going to be rough, rugged, and raw and ready. I think it's going to be a close game. They don't cover the spread, but the Chiefs beat the Broncos, I'll say 20-16, to 16, just four points, and the Broncos will not make the playoffs. We'll save Monday for Monday night, Detroit against the Lions. We'll talk more about Romo the and Cowboys. the whole, the whole, the, yeah, sorry, the Lions against the Cowboys. We'll talk more about who should play, who should not play. It's going to be fascinating. It's going to be a great sports weekend. And, you know, we'll talk more about bowl games as they start to get to the bigger ones and NBA and everything. It's going to be fun, Ray. So happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Everybody enjoy. Love up on them kids and the family. And enjoy the sports. This is actually... This is a really good weekend for sports. It really is. i got to say, uh, you normally don't get football on Christmas Eve, let alone on Christmas Day with the NBA. I, can you remember the last time that happened? I don't even know if it's ever happened. No, I don't. I really don't. Yeah, because usually the NFL has played. Yeah, I, I just don't remember the NFL and NBA both having Christmas Day games. So this should be, uh, you know, until we usually the NBA's day. So, uh, well, we will enjoy it. We will enjoy it. And having LeBron and, and Durant and all these guys battle, it, it, it should just be fun. So be safe out there and, uh, you know, ho-ho and all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
Have a great sports week. Happy holidays. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever you celebrate. Yeah. And even if you don't celebrate, just be happy. Yeah. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. We'll see you on the flip side over this weekend. There'll be a lot to talk about. We'll be going into the last Monday. week of the NFL. Oh, yeah. Think about this. We'll be going into the last week of the NFL. We'll be going into the college football final four. Uh, it's coming. NBA's heating it up. Coming. We got it. We got it all. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, and uh, like always, we're out talking sports with friends. Peace. We're out. Damn.